sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hi, and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So as a culture, we're fascinated by narcissists and psychopaths, two of the more dramatic disordered personalities. But what about the most common personality disorder, obsessive compulsive personality disorder, or OCPD? It affects three to 8% of the population, and it often gets overlooked because it's not dramatic. Affecting three to 8% of the population, OCPD often gets overlooked because it's not dramatic. In fact, with its focus on order, perfection, and control, it's straight-laced to the extreme. Folks with OCPD seem to have everything under control, which is actually the problem. This week, by request from listener Amanda Myers from St. Louis, here are eight traits of OCPD. So before we get into the details of OCPD, and focus on details, we'll see, is the defining feature, let's do a quick primer on personality disorders in general. So last week, we learned that narcissists really do think they're all that. And in episode 26, we learned that psychopaths really do only care about themselves. Likewise, in OCPD, the individual really does feel that his or her perfectionism is necessary and good. In short, the personality disordered person's pattern and worldview are ingrained, so it all seems right from their point of view. Now, that's not to say personality disorders don't cause distress, but it's usually the distress of those around the individual. The disordered personality is frequently one step out of step in a way that causes friction in relationships and challenges getting through life. And finally, personality disorders are pervasive, meaning they affect all parts of a person's life. For example, with OCPD, the individual wouldn't be a hard-driving perfectionist in the office and then relax and kick back on the weekends. Instead, he'd be exacting across all domains of life, at home, at school, at work, and even at play, if he ever allowed himself to do so. With that, let's get into OCPD with a made-up profile. Hit control on your keyboard. Sorry, that was a bad one. If it reminds you of yourself or anyone you know. Larry is a young professor who started working at his current university a couple of years ago. His arrival was much anticipated due to his long list of publications and achievements, but unfortunately, he's already gained a reputation for being stubborn and impossible to please. Many of the teaching assistants dislike working with him. They call him a control freak because he's critical when they make tiny errors, and he expects them to follow procedures to the letter, even if they're out of date or unhelpful. Larry is unable to roll with the punches, and he gets stressed if schedules change or things don't go as expected. So to stay on track, he makes detailed schedules and lists for himself and everyone who works with him, though he often ends up not delegating anyway because no one lives up to his exacting standards. His relationships with his fellow professors are starting to strain because they sense that he judges them for not working as hard as him. Plus, no one likes collaborating with him because the strict schedule always falls through and they end up working in a panic at the last minute. 
What no one knows is that in grad school, Larry almost didn't get his dissertation done because he spent so much time reading every word of every document he thought might be necessary to write the perfect dissertation. Every day, Larry brings the same lunch to work, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, an apple and three Oreos, and eats it at his desk at 12 noon. He hasn't taken any of his vacation days and feels like he's wasting time if he doesn't come in to work on the weekends. He has one leisure activity, karate, which he loves for its structure, and he enjoys striving for the next belt. So what is Larry doing that qualifies as OCPD? Well, here are the eight big traits. Trait number one, laser-like focus on details, rules, lists, and schedules. This is the hallmark of OCPD. The details are so important that the greater point is lost. Every item must be checked off the list before they can go home. Procedures must be followed even if there's a better way. And pity the individual with OCPD who loses their schedule. They'll likely spend a long time looking for it rather than getting on with the day. Trait number two, paralyzing perfectionism. An individual with OCPD will have such high standards that no project is good enough to ever consider finished. The report could always be better. The kitchen could be cleaner or their tennis swing more perfect, so nothing is ever truly done. There's not just a first or second draft, there's a 47th draft, which leads to a scramble before deadlines and taking care of important things at the last minute. And folks with OCPD don't realize that others get annoyed by the delays or broken promises. Oddly, by trying to be perfect, they end up being unreliable and somewhat exasperating. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Trait number three, workaholism. Leisure time and friendships are kind of considered a waste of time, or at least unproductive. Folks with OCPD never have time, for you, for friends, for relaxing. Downtime is spent either cleaning or doing something structured and rule-driven like sports. Somehow, play always turns into a lesson and leisure always becomes structured. Trait number four, moralizing. An individual with OCPD is often overly scrupulous, for example, they may not spot you for your latte because it's bad for you to be in debt. Yes, even for a latte. Rules are never bent. White lies are never told. Proverbs are literal. And righteous indignation is common. Sex, affection, tenderness, and even compliments can be difficult and stilted. But their standards are just as high for themselves, and they feel guilty and self-critical if they step out of line. Trait number five, inability to delegate. There is only one correct way to do the laundry, drive, make waffles, or fill a tank with gas. No one else can do it right, and if you want it done right, you gotta do it yourself, even if you're way behind schedule. Trait number six, rigidity. It's really hard to compromise, try someone else's idea, or see another perspective. Folks with OCPD dig in their heels and cause conflict with spouses, children, coworkers, and friends. Trait number seven, Pack rat living. It's not exactly hoarding, but there's an inability to let go of stuff, even when it's useless, because you never know when you might need it. And trait number eight is saving for a rainy day to the extreme. 
folks with OCPD worry that a financial catastrophe is always around the corner. So, what is the unifying theme of OCPD? Well, there's a theory that OCPD is an extreme expression of the personality trait of conscientiousness. So let me back up and give some background. A theory called the five-factor model is a well-accepted way to describe personality across cultures. These, quote, big five personality traits are neuroticism, extroversion, openness, agreeableness, and conscientiousness. I'll cover the other four in future podcasts, but for our purposes today, conscientiousness is the tendency to be competent, orderly, dutiful, achievement-oriented, self-disciplined, and deliberate. Now, especially in this culture, these are usually good things. Who doesn't want to be capable and organized, better than inept and flaky? But in OCPD, all these good traits are pushed to the extreme, to the point where they damage relationships and cost the individual with OCPD a great deal. Think of conscientiousness as a continuum. At the low end is impulsivity. And as we move up along the continuum, it morphs into spontaneity, then flexibility, and finally rigidity. You want to be in the spontaneous to flexible range, but in OCPD, it bleeds over into rigidity. Now, research on the disorder is scant and often contradictory, and studies regarding treatment of the disorder are almost all preliminary. That said, we do know that OCPD runs in families, suggesting a strong genetic component, and therapy can be effective, including cognitive behavioral therapy and what's called interpersonal therapy, which helps individuals examine and change how they interact with others. The only problem is that, as with the other personality disorders, folks with OCPD don't necessarily see it as a problem and might instead believe that things would be better if others would just listen to them and do things the right way. But if you recognized yourself in the podcast or you know someone with OCPD who wants to change, half the battle is already won. Insight is the hardest part. And while you or your loved one may never feel comfortable kicking back with a deck chair and a margarita, you can learn to appreciate the process rather than always focusing on the end result. If you've learned something from the Savvy Psychologist podcast, let me know by liking on Facebook, adding me to your Google Plus circles, or best of all, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Good news, the Savvy Psychologist email newsletter will launch later this month. So thanks to the thousands of you who have already signed up. You will get exclusive content, offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. And to sign up for this and other newsletters from your favorite Quick and Dirty Tips host, just head over to quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters to learn more. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and next week I'll teach you how to read minds. Well, not exactly, but we'll do the next best thing and cover six tips to be more empathetic. A transcript of the episode, references for the studies I mentioned, and every Savvy Psychologist episode in existence are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. <laughs>